Mexican. Guten Tag. There you go. <laughs> hey, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of September 2021, September 9th for all of you, of Case Files Woo-hoo. with Kat. And Ashley. How has your week been? Any updates? Did you have surgery? It's tomorrow. <gasps> Wednesday, for those who are listening on a different day, yes. It is Wednesday, and we'll see how it goes. It's Wednesday morning at 10.30. So it'll be the last, hopefully last dental procedure. So if you're the praying kind, send some prayers. <laughs> send some prayers Ashley's way. Burn some sage, you know. Yes. You need some um, energy crystals, some healing crystals or something. What do you need? You can see my little pumpkin in the background. So that's what I was fidgeting with. Um, anyways, yes. Um, yes. So I'm hoping that's the last one because I am tired of not being able to chew. Like I can't chew on the left half of my mouth for the past like month or whatever. And so and I won't be able to after they do the surgery for a while. But, um, you know, at least it will be going in the right direction. That would be times in my life. What about yours? That would be like (laughs) the hardest thing for me because I have to split my food up in half. Even if it's like a French fry. (laughs) I didn't think about it much until I was told I couldn't chew on that side of my mouth. Um, You know, so now that's all I think about is chewing on that side of my mouth. You just want to do it even more. Yes, it's very intrusive thoughts. Like, just do it. It'll be fine. Just do it. (laughs) And then, yeah, it's... So how about your life? How has your life been going? That's how mine's been going. She's got, like, little devil and a little angel. Don't do it. Do it. Don't do it. Do it. (laughs) Oh. Well, um, my week um, has been crappy. I think that's oh, a great, great way of, uh, well, I have the kids in quarantine because a close contact of one of them had uh, tested positive and he doesn't, didn't wear a mask and he sits right next to um, Olivia like oh. all day long, you know, it goes yeah. to GT and the whole thing. So because she had allergies, they're like, she tested negative, but because she's got allergies, they're like, well, she has a stuffy nose and. It's been presenting. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. presenting kind of as allergies for some kids, um, and so they just said, you know, just stay home. Yeah, great. So she's home until next <laughs> Monday, and she doesn't want to do anything. <laughs> so I know. I mean, I can't blame her. Like, I don't want to do anything either, and I'm an adult. Like, I don't want to do shit. But all the parents out there, it's like it's it's like a rerun of last of the last time when school ended like we still have to work we're home or he yeah. he is jason's home we still have to work yeah. i'm bored do something let's do a science project like no 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 no. go read a book <laughs> got lots of books go read a book go color go do something anyway so, so that's my that's my week so what you drinking I am uh drinking water i know i'm just a failure no that's okay i forgot because you have your thing Yes, but I did because um, my favorite, one of my favorite beers is Snap Crackle from Brash. And they were out of it for a very long time. They posted about it a week ago having it. So I went up there and they were already sold out. So I saw a post on 
Friday night or Saturday morning that they had it. So I drove up there and got me a case of it. So it's waiting in my fridge for when I can drink again. Aww. So my, it's one of my, it's my, one of my favorite beers. So though, snap, crackle, snap, crackle, pop. Is it, is that the, <laughs> is that the. It's just, just called snap, crackle. It's a, it's a much lighter beer for brash. If anyone's familiar with them. Um, and apparently she said it's hard to make because it's got to get cold. Like the temperatures have to be right. And it's very hard to get the temperatures right when it's like 200 degrees outside and their breweries in a warehouse without AC. So, Mm -hmm. um, so it's hard for them to get snack crackled just right. But anyways, it is, uh, I have a whole case waiting for me. It's (laughs) delicious. Well, I, I am once again drinking vodka you know i like i like beer a whole lot more i'm gonna i'm just saying that i know people who don't like beer that much but i like beer a whole lot more but i have to shed this beer weight and i'm tell you know since covid i've gained so much and so in just the non-drinking beer week two weeks now eight pounds wow eight pounds just from not drinking the beer and i'm like it was water weight. It had it like I don't know. There's just yeah. a lot of carbs in beer, and it's so much easier to drink beer. You get home, oh for sure. You open the refrigerator, you grab a beer. <laughs> it's like that's it. Yeah, I don't have to like get ice and then pour the thing and then do the thing and do the you know. Yeah, it's a little bit more work, which makes me end up <laughs> having just one cocktail versus you know maybe yeah. two, maybe three beers. Depends on the stress Maybe level. 15. Who knows? Am I out Sometimes with it's a Monday? Am I out with Ashley at lunch? We're having more. <laughs> Just no. kidding. Uh-huh. We don't drink on the job. Um, anyway, so that's that's it. So are you ready for the question of the week? Because you didn't um, answer. Okay, let me see. Hopefully this doesn't stop my recording. Well, it's, <laughs> I... it's it's the it's it's the are you just looking last at your text? text the last text. I got text with the last text I sent to match um, that bloody bathroom. Okay, I got it. Okay. It did not stop my recording. Yay. Um the answer is <laughs> it makes no sense in relations to the picture. It says oh. Pages are public, groups are private. That's the difference. But I was responding to a client who was asking mm-hmm. about Facebook pages and Facebook groups, and my response was, pages are public, groups are private. That's the difference. So mine was, I'm not even kidding you, mine was, this is how I felt when I went back to work. <laughs> <laughs> We had some really good answers. I've been looking through cat. We had um, we had like almost a hundred and thirty answers between our page and your page. Uh, I don't even know about the other platforms. I didn't even look to see. I mean, I I didn't look to see if there was answers on Twitter. But there's too many. There's too many answers. Is what you're saying? Yeah, but it's good. It's a it's great to see. And um, I believe didn't didn't Glenn send us this one at one point. Okay, well, <laughs> anyways, if you did, Glenn, thank you. It has the most responses of, like, ever. Um, so we got some good ones. So we'll read those at the end of the episode. Not all of them, so don't worry. She just yes, had 130. I'm not, <laughs> not going to sit here and read 130 episodes. But we have some other announcements at the end that um, I need to give. 
Oh, anyways. We have announcements from the principal. <laughs> so I am really looking forward to hearing them because since they were on my page, I couldn't help but see them. And they were just make. I mean, I was LOLing. And, I, you know, that's really, I was, some of them were just hysterical. If you haven't seen it, it's a picture on our Facebook page and it's a bathtub. Like it's a basically like a murder scene in the bathroom. And you're supposed to caption it with your last text message. Yeah, so you can still answer. Still go go on and answer. But I mean, I really needed that laugh. I got it. Thank you. Who doesn't need a laugh right now? It was... Uh, yeah, exactly. It was very much appreciated. Uh, really, seriously, I needed it. And thank you. Okay, so now for some interesting facts. I'm not going to say that they're interesting. Actually, they're horrid. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to be quizzing you. So don't worry. That's good. <laughs> I don't know that you'd be able to. I mean, they're just. I probably wouldn't. Okay, but I'm going to give some facts about violence against transgender people and specifically trans sex workers. So it's okay. a very specific, but also sex workers in general. So according to a Forbes article, uh, the the link to all of this, all of this information is going to be in the notes section in the episode. I sent it. I sent it to you, didn't I? It's already up. Okay. All right. (laughs) Like, did I do that? I don't even remember. Okay. So, um, according to, to a Forbes article, 350 transgender people were killed in 2020. And if all of you can remember, um, I think it was last year when I did the story about, about something similar um, about Brandon Tina, uh, mm-hmm. the figure has risen. So that was 331, and it's now 350. The annual global list is released for Transgender Day of Remembrance. That's on November 20th of each year. Um, and the list shows that this year, the average age of those killed was 31, with the youngest just 15. Just breaks your heart. But because many hate crimes and murders go unreported or crucially misreported in the media, the true number of deaths could be far higher. And what I mean by misreporting is that sometimes they use the person's dead name, the the incorrect gender name. Oh, okay. So... Um, I found that that was true in the story that I'm going to tell tonight, um, that there were several, it was, it took several years for the correction to be made, but eventually it was made because legally it might not have been the case, you know, 10 years ago might not have been legally changed or something, but, um, it is, it is, uh, fixed. In the U S the human rights campaign has sent the most violent, has seen the most violent year against trans people that has ever been recorded. And since the trans murder monitoring project, which began in 2008, 62% of the deaths have been in the sex workers community in Europe of the, and I'm adding in Europe here because we do have listeners in Europe and I didn't want to just talk about the U S although we do a lot. Sorry. But in Europe, of the 11 recorded murders this year, half of them were migrants. While in the U.S., 79% of those recorded as murdered by the, I'm going to go back, the trans 
murder monitoring project uh, were uh, trans people of color. The overwhelming trend shows trans women are the most vulnerable. 98% of those murdered this year were trans women or trans feminine people. Um, so now just this data on sex workers. Sex workers are particularly vulnerable in, to sexual violence at work. Sex workers of color, migrant sex workers, transgender sex workers experience an even greater risk of sexual violence and assault. According to a systematic review of research, globally, sex workers have a 45 to 75% chance of experiencing sexual violence on the job. Sexual assault against individuals engaged in sex work, especially criminalized forms of sex work in the U.S., is also high. One in five police reports of sexual assault from an urban U.S. emergency room were filed by sex workers. One in five. In Phoenix, 37% um, of prostitution diversion program participants report being raped by a client, and 7.1% report being raped by a pimp. In Miami, Florida, 34% of street-based sex workers reported violent encounters with clients in the past 90 days. In New York, 46% of indoor sex workers reported being forced to do something by a client that they did not want to do. And over 80% of street-based sex workers experienced violence. So there's a difference between indoor and street-based. So this is all like, I kind of was like, wow, I didn't realize how they segregated because there's different types of indoor that that could be um, an escort. It could also be mm -hmm. considered a massage parlor. So there's, okay. there's different, different types. According to a report submitted to the United Nations by three sex worker advocacy organizations in 2004, police violence against sex workers has a pattern that includes assault, sexual harassment, public gender searches. So the police strip search in order for the purpose of viewing the genitalia and rape. Because of the stigmatization notion that sex, quote, sex workers cannot be sexually assaulted, end quote, sex workers are usually left out of the national conversation around the Me Too movement. Also, sex workers frequently aren't protected by rape shield laws. New York and Ohio explicitly exclude prostitution to be used as, a char as character evidence against rape victims. Those are the two. <laughs> Judges in states without explicit exclusion of sex work. Sorry, that's a lot of X's, which is really hard. They're really hard for me to say. <laughs> often allow for prostitution to be brought up. So they can say that they were raped, but, oh, you're a prostitute? Doesn't count. Yeah. Or you're a sex worker? Doesn't count. I'm not supposed to say prostitute. I was told. By <laughs> Ann Johnson. And sex workers are often ineligible for rape victim compensation funds or received reduced amounts. And that's actually something that even in Texas, we have victim compensation because it's expensive to go to trial and to restart your life. And especially if you've left an abuser or if you've been mm -hmm. raped, there's just a lot that goes in. Counseling is expensive. And so they want people to be able to access those services and um, so there, 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 is, there are funds, victims, it's uh, VOCA, VOCA funds. 
anyway, that being said, tonight. Well, tonight I'm going to prove that I do not keep up <laughs> with what's going on in our own backyard because I learned about this Houston story from someone who works in the DA's office. And, mm. and she, hold on, I lost my timer, so I need to make sure I'm not going over. Um, over, she works in the DA's office in Harris County because her boyfriend worked on the case and I had never heard of him. And so I thought, wow, that he has a really cool name. So let me do a story on him. So, um, I've never heard of it either. So don't feel bad. Yeah. I mean, and it's so recent. That's what's so crazy. Even Jason was like, what? How do we, cause his name is very it, unusual. It, unusual. Okay. So how is it possible that we haven't heard of it? I, I have no idea. And while I was doing some research, a judge I know was the one that actually gave the sentence. That oh. he would, right. So I text messaged him and I'm like, OMG, <laughs> I'm about to do this story. And he said this case was pending for over nine years before he was even elected as judge and wow. the case was concluded the week before the country shut down for COVID-19. So when I say this just happened, this just happened. So this is nuts, but it was a huge case. Okay. Yeah. So enough of my digressions. Um, tonight I'm going to be telling you about a serial killer named Lucky Ward. Oh. Pause for oohs and ahs. Ooh. <laughs> I also needed a drink. Um, Lucky Ward, also known as Lewayne Jackson, though, we're not sure if that was his given name. That was just another, that could have been an alias he used, but mm -hmm. he is um, like on the case transcripts, it says Lucky Ward. It does not say Lewayne Jackson. And I think they have to use your legal name. So yeah, that's my, that's my guess. But he was born on November 1st, 1964. So what is what is known about him comes from his defense attorney. And so this is an excerpt from the Houston Chronicle. Ward's defense, Ward's defense told jurors about the defendant's upbringing when he experienced sexual abuse from an uncle and physical assaults from a father who used extreme tactics to beat his child. The complex trauma he endured caused long-term harm to his mental state, eventually resulting in a diagnosis of schizoaffective disorder, according to a testimony. He entered the adult prison system at the age of 16. But that, not, that might not even be right. I think it was 14. Because we also know, thanks to records that Ward had a really lengthy criminal history and prosecutors told the jurors how Ward had committed a series of crimes that date back to at least 1979. And oh in one gosh. crime, prosecutor said when he was 14, he raped an 83-year-old woman in Brazoria County. At 14. Wow. So, ugh. In 1984... Um, so I guess that would have put him a little bit after 16 in 1984 when he was convicted of stealing, he was convicted of stealing money, 
Some of the other charges that have been brought against him include aggravated assault in 1985 and again in 2006. Criminal mischief? Not really sure. I mean, that's just vague. <laughs> that's just vague. <laughs> Drug possession and most recently a prostitution conviction in 2007 for which he spent two weeks in jail. Um, before this series of murders, he had already been sentenced to more than two decades in prison. So he had, and he was 40s. He served those times or he just, that was what he was supposed to serve. He, no, he had, he had accumulated okay. on and off for all these years because he was 46. I, I say it later, yeah. but he was in his 40s when, when the murders and that jailing happened. Um, but he had been in and out of jail so much and he had spent almost half of his life behind bars at that point. Gotcha. Be just with petty, yeah. petty things, you know, prostitution, drug possession and all that. So that's about like the end of what is publicly known about Lucky. And at the time of his crimes and arrest, he was, he was houseless. He was living on the streets, which is where all of his future victims were discovered. So on November 5th, Houston police arrived to find a homeless woman lying dead on a stairwell near the old YMCA building downtown. I don't know if you know where that is. Can't really. I can kind of give you cross streets, but it's not going to mean anything to you if you don't really know downtown. Investigators noted <laughs> that she had been strangled and was missing clothes, similar to a number of other murder cases that year. They had encountered strangling after strangling in 2010. Another homeless woman slumped over the steps near Co-Cathedral of the Sacred Heart, a black bra hanging around her neck, a transgender woman in her North Houston apartment, a young mother in a grassy field, nude from the waist down, and a partially clothed transgender woman in a Montrose parking lot. It was the DNA evidence that finally linked Lucky Ward, who was 46 at the time, to the murders. A homeless man who was arrested just a few blocks from the murder scene, Ward reportedly confessed to strangling that, vic the, that one victim, the first victim I mentioned, over what was described as a petty argument. Yes, he didn't. It was a little. He didn't really say that there, he he didn't have a relationship with her. He just they got in an argument, and that was wow. it. Yeah, police say uh, during the crime, Ward stole the victim's Metro bus card ID and other items. And for someone who doesn't have a lot, that Metro card, all of those th that mean that. That's it. That's what you got. And actually, she was married to another homeless person, and that was You're talking about the one, the victim that was first married. that first one. I, I yeah. So that was the one that like they were able to get DNA evidence. They were able to link link him to a couple of others. So we'll we'll get that. So on February twenty eighth, two thousand eleven, um, Houston police homicide investigators announced that Ward was being charged in a second murder. So that first one was, her name was Long, last name was Long, and then they said they connected him to a second murder, and evidence was now starting to link up 
to him, link him to a total of five killings. Wow. So it wasn't just like a petty argument. This started to become like a pattern. Yeah. Sorry. So Lucky was charged with capital murder in the killing of Gypsy Rodriguez, 40, of Houston. Ward was originally arrested in that November, charged with the capital murder of Rita, 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 probably Rita, Long, 52, of Houston. And through DNA, investigators were able to link him to Myra Ekal, Raquel Mundy, and Carol E. Flood. All five victims had been strangled. So here is the chronological series of his crimes. So still yet unproven, but he is still the main suspect in the death of Burdell Lewis in 1985. She died by strangulation and marked the first of Ward's signature murders. I put that in quotes because that's what they said. That, that was like his signature. So Prosecutor mm-hmm. said where he would strangle his victims, often with items of their own clothing, and then leaving them partially nude. That was his MO. And like on the steps of whatever, wherever he was, that's where they lay. Uh, Myra Ekal was 51, a transgendered individual, was found partially clothed in a field. Um, they give the street address, 4300 Garrett, about 2 p.m. on January 10th, 2010. Another woman, a single mother from Galveston, who was not homeless, also was found dead on June 18th, 2010, near downtown in a field at the dead end of uh, St. Charles. Raquel Antoinette Mundy, 24, a mother of two small children, had last been seen at the downtown Greyhound bus station earlier the day before. She became stranded there when her car was towed while she dropped off her mother and children to take a bus trip. Her partially decomposed body, also nude from the waist down, was found dumped in a grassy area next to some railroad tracks. Forensic pathologists could also could not tell police if she had been sexually assaulted due to the decomposition of her body. Ugh. It just breaks my heart because she was a mom. Um, she also had been she also had been strangled. She was last seen getting into a vehicle with the male outside of the downtown Greyhound bus station. Gypsy Rodriguez, a transgendered individual, was found inside her residence at uh, 207 Frawley at about 8 a.m. on September 13th, 2010. So this is all kind of happening all within the same year. Rita Long was found near a stairwell of a building at 1700 San Jacinto at 6.20 a.m. on September 30th, 2010. DNA evidence developed Ward as the suspect in this case. So this is the one that he confessed to. And then Carol Flood, 62, was also found uh, found lying near a stairwell of a building at 1600 Louisiana at 5.10 p.m. on October 10th, 2010. So in November, on November 4th or 5th, he was arrested. So that put an end to the streak because it could have kept going. If you can. So October, September. I mean, it's just it's it's terrible. Yeah. It was go- he was he was picking up pace. 
So Ward, who is now 57, was the inmate with the longest wait for a trial in the Harris County Jail history. Like I said earlier, it took nearly a decade to get to where we are now. Nearly a decade. And 10 years is a really long time. I'm surprised they were able to keep him jailed for 10 years without a trial. You know what? I am too. And and I don't know how... That was one of the things that I was talking about with Jason. Like, how is that even, like, legal? Like, isn't there some kind of uh, a speedy trial? (laughs) Isn't there something? (laughs) Some constitutional right? Yeah, that's very strange they were able to keep him in jail for that long. I know. So, um, So Kenneth Williams, who's a professor who teaches courses on criminal procedure and capital punishment at the South Texas College of Law. He was talking about how this is really an exorbitant amount of time. Defendants need to go to trial fast because evidence can dry up. Witnesses can forget what they saw. But it's most it's like most important for us to usher cases through the courts because the defendant is always presumed innocent until proven guilty. And if Ward is found innocent, then he has suffered extreme prejudice by being locked up for so long. And so this this professor says you could have an innocent person that's been sitting in jail for 10 years. And if he's as dangerous as they claim, it seems like you would want to try that person as expeditiously as you can. So what took so long? So they have no answers to this. There's really no good answers. Right. Um, There was Hurricane Harvey. That was only four years ago. So that was a bit that that shut down a lot of court cases for a while. But because this was crimes being committed by people who don't have homes on people who don't have homes, some did. But there's witnesses were really hard to come by and Mm -hmm. they were. All they could do was keep searching for the people who might have seen anything. And it just took a long time. Um, There was also a lot of DNA testing. But that doesn't take 10 years. Yeah. Right? But they did it and they used their time to get all of this DNA testing done. And so, but really, if if you put all of those things together, it doesn't add up to a decade. It just doesn't. Yeah. Very strange. So it is. And that's why when uh, my friend was like, yeah, I mean, he had it had been going on for nine years before he even took his judicial seat. And so he was like, oh, here's here's your ruling. I'm like, that's about mm-hmm. all, all he had to do with it. He didn't like hear the whole thing. But yeah, but his crime spree, bum, 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 did not end when he went to jail. What? <laughs> How did, I'm sorry. What? Yes, this guy, like, he was a huge troublemaker. Like, in well, this- I, if he was causing trouble, then I could see how he was kept in jail. But he wasn't in prison. He oh, was God, in jail. He was in, like, yeah. the county jail. Like, he was yeah. in, like, you know. Um, so he had, uh, his time in jail was marked by repeated jail vi- violations for alleged threats suicide attempts and misuse of medication. <laughs> so 
So who knows what, what that means? Could have been selling it, could have been whatever. So all of this is in the court records. And then in October of 2018, he was charged with allegedly being caught with a shank mm, in the Harris okay. County Jail. But at, a, at least one jail guard was suspended for three days in 2014 for not handcuffing Lucky when he was let out of his cell to go to the recreation room. So at this point, Lucky's like, I'm not handcuffed. He ran away from the guard, stabbed another inmate. Oh, my God. Suspected of capital murder, according to his disciplinary records. So he just like, wow, and he like went and started stabbing him with not with the shank that he got in trouble for. So I don't know where this other stabbing utensil came from. Hmm. So interesting man. He is also really good at escaping his jail cell. So good, in fact. So good, in fact. He can do them using, he can escape using everyday objects. Any kind of object, he's going to escape. So this is, this is another excerpt from the Houston Chronicle. Again, the link is in the show notes. Um, It says, quote, He's considered one of our most dangerous, high-maintenance inmates, said Jason Spencer, spokesman for the sheriff's office. He's someone who requires constant attention, someone who's frequently trying to agitate other inmates and staff. We're looking forward to the day when he's at another facility. (laughs) Court records show that Ward, also known as Lewayne Jackson, was apparently happy to show jail guards how to get out of his jail cell. He demonstrated for officers how he could escape from his cell in multiple ways during a video recording. Wow. (laughs) That's how you know you're bored, right? When you just like decide you're just going to start showing how you are getting out of your cell. Like, I feel like that was like pre TikTok. (laughs) It was, it was. So the approximately eight, I'm going to, I'm continuing the article. The approximately eight minute long video shows a demonstration by Lucky to officers, the multiple ways that he could escape his Harris County jail cell. If he so chose. (laughs) If he so chose. I love it. He's like, see what I can do. I'm not gonna, but you see how you can do it. So apparently it was a very informational moment because all these people (laughs) who work there were like, interesting. So I think it changed a lot of stuff. How many inmates were missing at this point in time? Well, he wasn't like sharing it with other people, you know. I'm sure other people could also figure out how to get out. If it was an eight minute video, there had to be a lot of ways he could get out of his cell. Oh my god. I would imagine. That's a really good point. If there I were mean, I'm sure the <laughs> eight minutes worth of how to get out of this cell, I feel like other people could have figured it out too. So Who I knows? can't I even I can't even I, I can't even think of one. Cause I mean you have a key, right? So mm-hmm. do they get aluminum foil and did they get like aluminum foil and Fashion it into a key and do that. Like, I mean, what uh, a toothbrush? Yeah, I, I would like to. Say, I'm. I'm gonna try to look up the video. <laughs> There's no. It's not. They didn't put it out there because they can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't know. You don't know. I will. I'm still gonna look on how to escape a jail cell. I'm sure there's someone it, out there who's been dumb enough to post it. I see people from jail that have snuck in phones and have TikTok accounts. So I'm sure I can find 
how to get out of a jail cell in Harris County. So Harris County jail cell escape. Look yes. that up. Look that okay, up. I'm so right. sorry. Continue your story. <laughs> okay. So during the sentencing trial, he was such a troublemaker that during <laughs> this is this is crazy because you don't hear about this very often, but. He was such a troublemaker that during the sentencing trial, eight deputies, eight, eight, stood guard around the courtroom. Oh, my God. Because they were worried. They were worried for everybody. So when State District Judge Chuck Silverman, who's who's my bud, read the punishment, jurors decided for a man they had convicted of capital murder nearly a decade after he was arrested. Preparing for a possible outburst from the defendant, who had been described as one of Harris County's most dangerous inmates. Jurors, how did, like, how did we not know about this man? I don't know. I've never heard about him. This is crazy. <laughs> so jurors deliberated for, guess how long? It's, it's not short, but it's not long either. Four hours? Five hours. Five hours. Oh, wow. Good guess. Before choosing death for Ward instead of life in prison without parole. So that was just, I guess, the second second person under Kim Og to get the death, the death sentence at the time. As with all death sentences in Texas, Ward's case will be automatically appealed. Defense attorneys had hoped jurors would find the circumstances that were mitigating enough to reject the death penalty, including his mental health history. And as I said at the beginning of the episode, his pattern of abuse that he suffered as a child, um, not to dis, not to, we say it all the time. Some of these people never stood a chance, you oh. know, but, but he, but there's still choices that are made. Mm-hmm. And so there's this like kind of a, oh man, like. That I get it. I get it. He was really badly treated but there's so many people who were also really badly treated who don't go off and start a murder spree. I don't know. Like it's really hard. (laughs) Like I feel for people who have had that life. I really, really do. And it's, it's, it's really sad. He didn't get the help that he needed and he certainly didn't live in a, in a safe, in a safe place as a child, which makes me really sad for him. So lucky ward um, at the time. So he was 55 at the time. He'll be 57. Um, didn't visibly react when uh, Judge Silverman relayed the verdict. So all of those guards were there for nothing. But before <laughs> being escorted out of the courtroom for the last time, Ward turned his attention to one of the victim's family members. And he said, I'm so sorry. And that was it. His lawyer, Jimmy Ortiz, uh, said... Before you judge a man, walk a mile in his shoes. In this case, Mr. Ward was dealt a very bad deck of cards. But again, I get it. It breaks my heart, but those people had family who loved them, and he made he made a really bad series of choices, and it got him to mm-hmm. where he is. And that is my short, short story Yay. on Lucky Ward. That's crazy. I can't believe I've never heard of him being that he's a Houston um, serial killer and all, all. especially the fact that his victims were transgender. You would think it would be, um, you know, like 
in the news more. I don't know. I just I haven't heard of it, which is crazy. So, but I think that I think they're underreported because a they were yeah. homeless, b being transgender. It it's a very specific place that you have to go to find crimes against transgendered people. It's not like something that is a shame. I know it is a shame. I think that there's stigma. People don't understand what that is. And so because it's just different. It's becoming a little bit less stigmatized, but mm-hmm. all right. So should I make some of the announcements first or do you want me to read the question of the week answers first? So we'll make do the do the announcement quick and then we'll do some of our funny answers. Okay. Yay! So first of all, congratulations to our friend Twyla on her engagement <gasps> Yay, over the Twyla! weekend. I'm very excited for her. She's a, a fan of the show, so just wanted to say that. And then we have a uh, n- our new site. You can just it's the same address, catnashley.com, but. It's redone, so all of our episodes are there. It's automatically there. You can leave reviews on there. Um, if you want to subscribe so you get um, updates, that's on there. Every streaming platform, if you want to refer us to someone, whatever. Just it, Our website is up and running. It is um, updated, all of that good stuff. Um, and then, yeah, so those are really my announcements. Um, we ha- You can go to our site now, and it's all s- snazzy. And then, uh, yeah. Nazi. Anyways. Yeah, baby. Answers to the question of the week. So, again, caption this photo with the last text you've sent, which is a murder scene in the bathroom. Laura's <laughs> response was, thanks. RC said, hope y'all have a good day. Love y'all. Except with a bunch of emojis. Sarah Ferguson was just three crying emojis. Sarah, Sarah. Um, Jackie was, how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, Lori's was, yes. Hillary's was, you're all set and taken care of. <laughs> um, Noel, Noel was, this is taking too long. I have laundry to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, she's coming next month. <laughs> Elizabeth said no. Uh, Catherine's was now it's your turn. Nicole oh. said medicine time. Um, and then let's see. Uh, Michelle was unfortunately I did. It is horrible. <laughs> Aaron says darn it. Um, <laughs> Shelby said I don't know why he has to make things weird. Um, <laughs> Emily's was I feel better. <laughs> Michelle's was cool. Uh, Allison was perfect. He's returning from. Uh, he always pops out of the coat. Um, uh, Amari, when I walk in, he's returning from Narnia. I have no idea what you were texting originally to somebody. Ar- but armoire. Yeah, armoire. When I walk in, he's returning from Narnia. Anyways, I have no because idea what you were originally texting. To get texting, to Narnia, you go through the armoire. Yeah, 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 no, I I know that. I feel I like that's a cat. I, <laughs> cat but I want to say what I, I just I just want to see the rest of that oh. text combo. You know what I'm saying? Like I know how Narnia works. I'm Include just saying I want to see the rest us. of that. Include us. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Courtney says sounds yummy, and it's still sunny here. Uh, I have my reasons. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> um, we can think about it tomorrow. 
Um, what is your oxygen level today? <laughs> Zero, because I'm dead. <laughs> Someone said amazing, so cute. Um, I really need to go get my nails done. You'll be fine. Sorry, I'm not reading everyone's names. There's a lot, so I'm just scrolling through. Stop contacting me. Uh, that's a lot, but it could be worse. We need a larger. <laughs> we need a larger trash bin. Very accurate for this. Uh, <laughs> I think that one might be my favorite. That's really funny. Um, that was Jonathan, right? For the trash bin, uh-huh. it was David. Yeah. David West, we need a larger trash bin. Oh, that's funny. Um, he is no longer with the company. <laughs> that's my favorite. I love that. Um, that's an understatement. I love that. Ooh, it's making me laugh. Uh, I'm sweating now. Building is secure. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the one that got away. This would probably, or that would probably work. (laughs) It's done. Posted it on your Facebook. (laughs) Um. Oh my God, these are so good. Clean up and make it work. (laughs) That's good. Memories. (laughs) (laughs) These are so funny. Oh, Uh, you guys are funny. Shit, that's awkward. Uh, I need a cigar. (laughs) Uh, Is she gone already? I tried to prepare him. I'm good with three choices. Um, I I am cleared to start walking. (laughs) Going to the doctor now. After all that Uh, blood, I'm going to the doctor now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, those are that's an overview of uh, the many many great answers that we had. We had some really good answers. We really enjoy when you answer a question of the week. So even if it's um, an old one, please go back and answer. They're hilarious. We love to read them. They make us happy. Uh, we'll always give a shout out. Um, if you have question of the week suggestions, message them to us on Facebook. If you have story suggestions, send those to us. Um, if you have other suggestions for us, complaints, comments, concerns, feel free to message us. Um, like I said, our, our site's up, so check out the new site. You can leave us voicemails on there. It's super fancy. Um, next week, my story is on a woman serial killer who's insane. Uh, I have her interview and everything, and I'm pretty excited to play that for you guys. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. And so I'm excited about that. And that's really what I have. Unless you have other announcements, like us on all the things. If you listen to us on a platform, please leave us a review because we really, really need them. It helps other people find us. And, um, the only reviews we have outside of like one person are, uh, negative reviews from the first season. So please help us out. Please review us if you love us. If you don't love us, don't leave us a review. Um, But we still love you. Thanks. (laughs) Oh, God. You're so funny. If you want to come on the show as a guest, if you have a cool story, uh, let us know. You can be a a co-host for the day. 
Yeah, and um, I'm working on a on an, an interview of a survivor of a brutal oh. of a brutal attack that Ashley covered in our first yes. season. So, Woo-hoo. yep, and we are uh, we're working on that. So look forward to that. But until next week, I'm so excited to hear Ashley's story. Now that it's about someone crazy, cray cray, like real crazy, too. like real cray cray. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. All right. All right, everybody, um, until next week, have a fabulous week, weekend, and, um, you know, just stay safe and be kind to one another, please. Please. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.